Is this thing on? Are you ready, Matt? You're listening to Box Office Avengers with Matt Diaz and Ernesto Santos. Good evening, folks. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you. We know each other. He's a friend from work. It is episode 159 of Box Office Avengers. Wow. Let me tell you, we are here, and we're going to have a fun show today. I am super excited. I think we're going to be introducing what I would hope. You know what? I hope that this is going to be a new segment of ours. This is something that I kind of forced Matthew into less than five minutes ago. We're going to call it New to Streaming Russian Roulette. I think so. Tentative, tentative, tentative new name. We, well, I don't know. We might, we might come back to it. So we're currently struggling. You know, I can't make it to the movie theaters this week. So we're like, what are we gonna do for next week's show? I was like, you know what? Let's go to your new to streaming posts. I mean, you put so Matt, you put so much work into this post. You're, just, you're right. Thank you. Like you put Thank like you. I could just see the tears. When I scroll through Instagram, <laughs> and I'm like, man, I just feel so bad because I just I want to see more love for it. So you know what? This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna go through new to streaming, and this is either gonna be great or it's gonna be garbage. I don't know. We're gonna find <laughs> out. We're gonna go through new to streaming the list from each one, and we're gonna we're gonna pay be, maybe we'll pick maybe like three or four, and then I'm gonna spin this wheel. And that's going to be the movie we're going to review for next week. Ooh, that's an interesting. That that could be dangerous in so many ways. That, what... <laughs> but I think that's the point. But you know what? We haven't watched a bad movie in a while, so I'm I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. I was like, well, I'm down for a bad movie. Why because, the hell not? You know what? But because I've been watching a lot of Oscar shit lately, and yeah. I just feel like I need a palate cleanser. Like, I want to really enjoy... You need a bad movie. So maybe, like, just something that doesn't require my brain to think as much. Because not only are we going to be introducing this random new segment that I just came up with less than five minutes ago. Literally five minutes ago. Literally five minutes ago. I mean, we are also reviewing an Oscar movie. We are reviewing the movie Women Talking. Uh, written and directed by Sarah Polly. It's nominated for two Oscars for Best Picture and Adapted Screenplay. It's actually based on a true story. Um, about uh, It's inspired by real-life events that occurred at the Manitoba Colony, a remote and isolated Mennonite, Mennonite community in Bolivia. Uh, the film stars Rooney Mara, Claire Foy, Jessica Butley, Judith Ivey, Ben Wishaw, and Francis McDormand, who is who is also a producer on the film. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about it. And and of course we got news. I mean, what? 
shit it's a, it's just a chock real. Full. <laughs> we have a chock full episode for sure but I, okay so let's let's dive into your five minutes ago plan here so as ernesto said well, hold on we wait. i gotta oh, sorry go ahead. i gotta go ahead. i mean i gotta even update the rundown like like i gotta make sure <laughs> that people that because you know what some people are like wow I don't give a fuck what you're gonna do next week. I could literally, I could literally care less. Because you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna want to. They want to. They're gonna want to be able to go down to the description, and be and just skip right over whatever the hell we're doing. They're gonna go. That's very you know true. what? I just want to go to news, or I don't even care about the news. I don't even care about the movie. I just want to know what you're watching, and that's why we conveniently put all the timestamps there, in our in our description down below for every episode. So that's, that's what we're gonna do. It's very true. Um, okay, so so let me let me get this straight because I'm I'm a little fuzzy on the rules, but we're gonna, we're making this up as we go along at this point. Yeah. Uh, so so you cannot go to the theaters next week. So this is actually this is us brainstorming. Literally, we were talking about this five minutes ago, and Ernesto said, "Let's press record and see what happens." So okay, is it is it a for sure thing you cannot make it to the theaters next week? Is that like a, it's, a, I'm more than positive I cannot. There's a, a more, there's a there is a 95% chance that I cannot go to the theater. 95% chance you cannot go. Okay, so that eliminates our possible. We were gonna we were talking about doing Missing, which was a newer theater new movie uh, in the theaters. Uh, there was also uh, Living, which was a, a movie we talked about, which is nominated for two Oscars: Best Adapted Screenplay and uh, what's the other one? Um, Best Actor. Um, also, M Night new M Night M Night Shyamalan's new movie. Uh, knock at the cabin. Uh, knock at the cabin is off the table. Also, <laughs> just putting it out there, Magic Mike, <laughs> the last dance is oh, yeah. also off the table because that would have been out this Friday for next week. And that would have so, definitely been the choice. I mean, let's the, <laughs> let's just be let's just be real. Like that's that's what would have happened. It, it's the exciting conclusion that strips down the entire trilogy, really, so to speak. So. Uh, yeah, so all of that is off the table. So now we're focusing on streaming. Ernesto, I'm, I'm putting one in the ballot in there. I, Already? I think you peop- I'm putting one in the ballot. I think new- you people starring Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill should be on that list. Because it's Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill. And it's on Netflix. I'm putting it on there uh, for sure. Okay. Uh, right. But let's... Uh, so well, let's, as Ernesto said... Let's, yeah, start, it, yeah. let's start in Netflix. So Netflix, we... Uh, I don't really want to do a documentary. Um, we're not going to do a series. So there's movies and TV. Do you want to do something? Something seems like an older film that's been put on a streaming service, or do you want to go Netflix original? I'll even let you decide which category. I, I'm I'm going for. I like the new stuff. You you know how it is. All right. Uh, but you already but you we, already picked you you people. So, all right. But that that okay. one doesn't count. So let's see. We got True Spirit. Which I've never heard of. <laughs> Let's see what is what is True Spirit. And we're gonna we're I gonna go ahead and go on to Imdaba. Imdaba. Good old Imdaba. True Spirit. It is oh, the story of an. This is the story of an Australian teenager, <laughs> Jessica Watson, the young person ever to sail solo nonstop. That's actually pretty cool. Is this a true story? This sounds like a documentary. No, uh, it's not a documentary. It's a. Uh... It's star. Who is this? Alice, Alea Bowie, Brownie, Cliff mm. Curtis. He was just in um, um, he was just in Avatar. We have uh, Anna yeah. Paquin. She's... I'm gonna go ahead and say no. That's a no. Right, for, that's a that's a no for me, yep. dog. 
<laughs> we also have uh, Your Place or Mine, the That's... new Reese Witherspoon and uh, Ashton Kutcher uh, mm. movie. Uh, it's, a, it's a romantic comedy. Maybe. That, that, that's not terrible. All right, we have The Strays, <laughs> a black woman's meticulously crafted... Well, hold on. That, that comes out the 22nd. Ooh. Well... That's not good. We have to pick something that comes out the 10th ooh. between... or And that be to our next recording. So we we are limited on the options that we do have available on new to streaming. Mm. Let's see. Well... I'm going to say no. <laughs> I want to move on. <laughs> move on to what? To Hulu. Oh, no. Oh, move oh, move on from your place or mine, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yet, un- unfortunately, Hulu doesn't have much. Let's see. There, there's there's no new movies coming out on Hulu. There's really not. No. What the heck? Yeah, and then Ooh, if you go man over... Man on Fire. I mean, Man on Fire. Let's see. We got the Green Mile... Happy Gilmore, great movie. The Help, great movie. I Robot, Man on Fire, Scarface, Water for Elephants, The Woo Water Boys. I don't know if you, I don't know if that movie do you, is that movie even like correct now. Can you still enjoy? Do you think that's a movie you can mm. still you can still enjoy? Mm, yes, and it's not. I, I don't think it's a movie. I, I mean, it's a cla- to me, it's a classic. That's like, a movie I, you can't watch today. That's for sure. Yeah, it, it seems like it's problematic. All right, so let's move on. Yeah. We have Disney Plus, Black Panther, Which, Wakanda Forever. We already did that one. Yeah, and we, there's also no... did. There's no new movies coming out on <laughs> Disney Plus either. We go to Amazon Prime. Somebody I used to know. Let's let's see. That's uh, I think it's also another romantic comedy. Alison Brie. I like her. I like her. Director Dave Franco. Oh. Interesting. Okay. Okay. That sweetens the pot a little bit. Written and directed by Dave Franco. Probably his directorial debut. Is, let's, let, 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 let me see. Director. What else has he directed? Uh, he directed a movie called The Rental and Dream okay. Girl with Dave Franco and Alice Abrila. So let's see. On a trip to her hometown, workaholic Allie reminisces with her ex, Sean, and starts to question everything about the person she's become. Things only become more confusing when she meets Cassidy, who reminds her of the person she used to be. Um, I mean, I don't hate this. No. I'm going to put I this can, one I up mean, here. I don't, I don't all know. All right. Okay. I'm okay with that. See? Huh? See, not as bad as you thought, right? <laughs> see, Matt, the, uh, the work that you put in to new to streaming every month, see, it pays off. You should. Yeah, it pays off. <laughs> I mean, if anyone gets out, it's anything out of it. I guess it pays off at the end of the day. Exactly. Uh, but it, it is a lot of research to go through this. Yes, exactly. So let's um, let's. I'm I'm here to take the minute. So let's. We're gonna move to HBO Max. You let's, said you said no to documentaries. Is that, is, that, is that a rule? Is there is there one that you have a, a recommendation for? I Not necessarily. To... It's just the one of the Oscar ones are up there. Uh, so which all, all that breathed. It comes out the seventh. All that breathed. Uh, that's a, a new documentary that comes out. That's nominated. So I mean, we're gonna be watching it anyway. Uh, but there's also Empire of Light, which was mm, that's another. Do- not... that's... It was cinematography. Another Oscar. 
Cinematography and production. Let's see. Let's see Empire. Let's see Empire of Light. Uh, written directed by Sam Mendes. Oh, okay. The drama about the power of human connection during turbulent times set in an English coastal town set in 1980s. It's an hour and 55 minutes. Written directed by Sam Mendes. <laughs> well, you have to take that into consideration. Well, it's got some fair. great talent. You got Colin Firth, Olivia Coleman. Uh, I'm not sure who Michael Ward is. Never seen uh, him before. Nominated for just just the one. Nominated for best cinematography. Interesting. Uh, so that would be available. You can put that on the list, I guess. Now, what was the other one you said that you that you were? All, all, be, we we have to put it on the list, but it's all that breeds. It's another one. Uh, it's a documentary that's coming to HBO Max. That's going to be um, it. That's nominated for best documentary feature. Amidst the darkening backdrop of Delhi's apocalyptic air and escalating violence, two brothers devote their lives to protect one casualty of turbulent times: the bird known as the black kite. Yeah, this is something that's probably going to be very depressing, so <laughs> I'm okay with not putting it on the list. So which is the one you said, okay. Empire of Light, you want to put on there, on the list? Yeah, we could put that one on the list for sure. All right. Um, there's, what's At Midnight? That's one on Paramount Plus. A new, another romantic comedy. Well, I guess that makes sense. That's, it's all, it's Valentine's Day. Oh, that's true. Diego Boneta and Monica Monica Barbaro. Barbaro? Is that, did I say that right? Yeah. Is this is this a foreign film? Oh, well, no, they're speaking. No, it's not. No. It's made in the U.S. No. No, yes. Mm. I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I think it is. No, no. It's... Countries of origin, U.S. Okay. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a, it's a, yeah. Whitney Cummings. Um, uh, at midnight, it's a romantic comedy about two people who have made the safe choice not to fall in love. I think I'm going to make the safe choice to maybe not pick this one. <laughs> Next! <laughs> Moving um, on! <clears throat> if we go over some of the ones that came out last uh, last week. Yeah, we also... Well, it wasn't... This one wasn't nominated. Uh, but um, uh, She Said is on Peacock. The the Harvey Weinstein film. Um. Or that is that too serious for what you're looking for? Uh yeah. This is this okay. is this is not that that is not the the palate cleanser of <laughs> that you need. I mean, Matt, you, did you forget about the oh, movie it, that we're reviewing this week? That's absolutely fair. That's fair. <laughs> um. And uh, if you want to add Shotgun Wedding in there with with uh, Josh Dumel and Jennifer Lopez, which I, I'm curious what the let's see. I mean, you know what you're getting from there. Yeah. Has has a 5.5 on IMDb, and. Where's my Rotten Tomatoes app? And, and even I'm even gonna cheat. I'm even oh yeah, that's right. You are you already did. So let's see. We got you're looking at last. Yeah, I was looking at last week. Well, last month. It's 45 and 54. Yeah, there isn't a lot of movies on there either that had come out. 
So. Come on, streaming services. You're supposed to be inundating us with content. We're not supposed to be able Very to keep true. up. <laughs> they are like, like, maybe you guys just need other things to do. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, I know, right? Like, <laughs> we're doing the best we can. Get a life. Um, <laughs> we, there's also the, uh, the guy who directed um, Birdman. He came out with a new movie that's nominated for also best cinematography. It's called Bardo. That one looks so weird. <laughs> And this is this is this looks like a foreign film. It is a foreign film that wasn't nominated for was okay. nominated for. So for that means so this one has a bonus because then that helps us fulfill our foreign film for the month. No, uh, well, well, yes, it does. It yes, you're right. It does fulfill the foreign film of the month. Um, it's also nominated just for best cinematography at the Oscars. It is two hours and thirty nine minutes though. Mm, that's long. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long time. I, All yeah, right. And it, I heard this one is just really weird. <laughs> I mean, if you look through the, the photo. Matt, you are not selling this movie. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you had me, I think and I, then you I, literally, I, oh, I just watched a part of the trailer. Some guy just jumped off of a building holding the Mexican okay. flag. All right. <laughs> An acclaimed journalist turned documentarian goes on a how do you even pronounce that honorific introspective journey to reconcile with the past, the present, and his Mexican identity. I'm gonna leave that one up to you. I'm gonna say no. I'm I really definitely hope that one. You, my answer is obviously no. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, like I'm all for. Uh, Ooh, what about um? The Christian Bale one, the the pale blue eye, the Edgar Allan Poe oh, one. That, I heard that was awful. Really? I I heard that was really bad. <laughs> um, sits at a six point six right now. It's a crime horror mystery thriller. We could give it a go. It, it's uh, let's see, uh, Scott. He, oh yeah, he's he's directed some some slow burns. So you uh, know what? We're I'm even going to go one month back. We're going to go just cuz this is the first time we're doing this. We're going to even go to December new to streaming. We got Bullet Train. Well, we've already done that one. Yeah. There's uh, Amsterdam, okay. which I've I've seen, but I didn't really talk about well, either. Well, that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, we've seen that one. What's something from Tiffany's? The nanny? What's nanny? Uh, that's is that a movie? I think it's a horror movie. Okay. Immigrant nanny Aisha piecing together a new life in New York City, while caring for the child of an Upper East Side family, is forced to confront. A concealed truth that threatens to shatter her precarious American dream. It won at Sundance. Mm. Oh, who's that? I recognize that. Who's that? I Anna Dio. Uh, maybe I thought I did. No, I don't know. What do you think? Mm. Sounds like a no from you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sold on it. Does she play? Oh, she's in Titans. 
I've maybe I've seen her in the poster, but I didn't. I, she just has a familiar face. She kind of looks yeah. like Lupita Nyong'o. A little bit. Um, um, I'm not sold on that description. Let's see. Um, Hulu has "It's a Wonderful Binge," but I think didn't you say you watched that? Oh, that's that's the that's that's the sequel to the binge. Remember that awful movie that we reviewed a, a couple of years back? They they made a Christmas sequel. Did we? Is that is that the one that? We... Yes, they brought back some people. With is that the one where they got high and they were on the bike? Or no, yeah, that's... well, it was. It, that's the one where they they like they 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 wanted to like go on like this drinking spree, and Vince Vaughn was in it, and oh, he was like the yes. master of it, and yeah. Ugh, no. That awful movie. No. <laughs> no. Oh, there's. What about Will Smith's Emancipation? I don't, I mean, you want something that's, that's not what your criteria is, Ernesto. <laughs> it's about him and slavery. All right. That is, that, that's, that's definitely not. That's fair. Um, all right. So, so far. What do we have? Yeah. Where, where's, where's our tally at the moment? We have, we have three. We have you people, somebody I used to know and Empire of Light. Okay. Are you good with those three? All right. Or is there I any, guess any any other no, throw in. Uh, Hold on, let me see. I, I have a I have a list. Okay. You know, everybody has a everybody has an infamous watch list of absolutely of recommendations. So let me see what I have on here. Uh, <laughs> La La Land is on here. <laughs> uh, Serrano, the movie with. Um, Oh my gosh, the mus- the musical with um Oh, yes, it's I've it? I've, Ty- I've seen Tyrion. Uh, what is his name? T- yes, uh oh Peter Dinklage. God. Peter Dinklage, thank you. Yeah. Um, I I think I think you'll like it. I've seen it already. Okay. I mean, some of these I might have already seen. Uh more than likely. Yeah. Uh Lord of War. I heard that's that movie with Nicolas Cage. Oh, Nicolas Cage. Yeah, that's an old one. Yeah, but that's based on that terrorist that we just did that trade with. That's why I wrote it down. That one oh, who we did that, okay. that 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 who we traded Brittany Griner for. It that oh, terrorist yes, in yes, that movie. Yes. That yeah, it's yeah. based mm-hmm. on it's based on him. That movie is based on him. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I got Hurt Locker, Dead Poet Society, and then Goodwill Hunting. But I know you just watched Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, and I just I've seen the other two as well. Any on those peak? Any of those peak your interest? No, I mean the only one I haven't seen is the Lord Lord War, um, but I haven't. I've seen the other ones. Uh, I do have. Uh, if we're gonna throw in a, <laughs> you can look it up, Ernesto. But I, I throw in a foreign film in there if you want. All right, uh, let's see. It, it's it's a movie called Troll. <laughs> it's on Netflix, and it looked interesting to me. Deep in the drove drove from mountain, something gigantic wakes up after a thousand years in in captivity. The creature destroys everything in its path, and quickly approaches Oslo. Mm. It's a movie, yeah. 
It's it's a movie, yeah. It's it's like a think of it like in, instead of Godzilla, it's a giant troll that comes around and I yeah. guess I'm down to terrorize put that people. I'm down to put that one on the list. Okay. All right. So you ready? So we got four. We got four. So let's let's repeat it again. All right. So we have you people on Netflix. Somebody I used to know, which I'm sorry, what's that one on? Was that Amazon? That's Prime, yeah. That's Prime. Empire Light, which is on HBO. And Troll, which is on Netflix. Okay. All right. Spin the dice. Going to apply the changes. And... I feel like we should have some music. Where's that music you had on me earlier? I know, right? Let's see. I like, kind of like that one. It's kind of funny. Oh, I got it right here. Hold on. Wait, hold on. Bring, bring it back up. It's buffering. Oh, what the heck? Sorry. A buffering? It's time to click spin. Let's see what we're going to review next week. And the winner is you people on Netflix. All right, guys. So you heard it. You heard it here. Live next week. Well, actually, live. It's not live. It's not live. It's it's live to us. It's live to us because it just happened. But to them, it's like, no, idiot. You you recorded that. At X, I don't know. Inter inter time distance from when you from when you posted this. <laughs> I can only imagine somebody like a year from now is watching this review or listening to this review, and they just they just go to the next one over. It's like, oh, it's you people. Okay, I can skip that now. It's like, we, it seems like we already figured that out, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not live anymore. Yeah. Uh, but all right, you people. You people starring a new new film on Netflix starring Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. Oh. I, it's, it's, I heard it got mixed reviews, so I'm interested to see. It was a part of my What You're Watching for this week. So I've already seen it. But I'll watch it again. For you, Matthew, I will. You're gonna watch it again? Okay. I am for you, because you wanted it on the list. Well, this is actually the. I put it I on did. there for you. Uh, thank you. It's it's kind of funny because this is now the second time that you've, you now unknowingly this time around, but you had watched. Like you already watched Women Talking for next for this review. Yeah, so but that's just because of time. Because this past weekend. Yeah. Um. I went on. I was doing a maternity photo shoot, so I knew I wasn't gonna be. I knew I wasn't gonna be mm. available. Right. I would. I wouldn't be have time to go to the theater then. So, I knew I had to go prior, and then I could watch Tar, and then it, and then I left me to able to, to watch Tar on streaming. Just got, you know, it, got I, it. I I love going to theaters, but unfortunately yeah. sometimes it's just out of necessity. It's just easier to watch it on streaming <laughs> to pick some from. Streaming. Well, yeah, but I mean, it also like I mean. I mean, it takes time, too. It takes time out of your day to go to the theater, so that makes yeah. a lot of sense. Um, All right, well, I mean, that was fun. But Maybe, maybe we'll do it again. <laughs> maybe not. I don't know yet. I haven't decided. <laughs> yeah, we can... We can uh, uh, 
if we uh, if we're stuck again, this is, we can definitely do this again. Yeah, it, it'll happen. It's happened before, so it will definitely happen again. All right, so now let's move on to some news. And Ernesto, there are some interesting news bits that we have this week. We have some follow-ups from last week, and I don't. This was some like I wouldn't say breaking. This is not definitely not breaking news, but there's a piece of news that I don't know if you are familiar with, but I had written in here last minute. Um, and it's about AMC that I'm I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Um, but anyway, before we get to that, we have a lot of interesting news. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, a follow-up from something we had from last week. So last week, we talked about how the Academy uh, of Motion Picture and Arts and Sciences was conducting a review of campaign procedures in the wake of uh, Andre Risenborough's uh, surprise Oscar nomination for Best Performance by an Actress in a Leading Role for the small independent film To Leslie. Well, now we have, apparently they have concluded their review and Andrea Risenborough will indeed keep her Oscar nomination. Academy CEO Bill Kramer said in a statement, quote, based on concerns that surfaced last week around the two Leslie Awards campaign, actually, Ernesto, they actually said the name this time, <laughs> uh, the Academy began, to, uh, began a review into the film's campaigning tactics. Uh, the Academy has determined the activity in question does not rise to the level of the film's domination should be rescinded. However, we we did discover social media and outreach campaigning tactics that caused concern. These tactics are being addressed with the responsible parties directly. Given this review, it is apparent that components of the regulations must be clarified to help keep a better framework and respectful inclusion and unbiased campaigning. Uh, these changes will be made after this award cycle and will be shared with our membership. Uh, all right, then. I don't know what any of that means, but... So, just uh, a word salad of vagueness. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call that. It's like, uh, I, it doesn't I'm, really answer I'm, any question. <laughs> no, and it's, and it's so weird because it's like, okay, so obviously something happened within the campaigning procedures. I want to know what that is. I want to know what did they do to even raise a red flag? Maybe it was something that could be considered as like a payoff. Maybe it's possible. I'm really intrigued by all of that, um, but who knows? But either way, long and the short is they uh, she keeps her nomination and everything is pretty much exactly the same. So just kind of giving a quick follow up on that story that we had talked about last weekend. The Oscars and the award season can move on as normal, I guess. Uh, but this one, this next one, Ernesto, is the one that I am interested in hearing your thoughts about. AMC Theaters has announced that they are rolling out a new ticket pricing initiative called Sightline at AMC, where ticket prices will either be cheaper on average or more expensive based on your seat location within mm. the auditorium. Similar to music concerts, sporting events, or Broadway, moviegoers will have the option to pay more or less for admission depending on where they choose to sit in the venue. In effect, front rows will, will be available at a lower price, while seats in the middle of the theater will be available at a higher price. This initiative kicks off on Friday, February 10th at select AMC locations in New York, Chicago, and Kansas City, uh, and will be expanded to all demograph 
domestic AMC locations by the end of the year. So before I get into the three pricing options, what do you think of that idea, Ernesto? Um, it seems like the natural next step. I mean, you before hmm. it's I mean before there was no safe seating and it was mass chaos. I mean, it make I. This does seem like kind of they're kind of like like trying to jip the customer a little bit, but it might yeah. unless, if they're gonna make it cheaper than what they're currently selling now, then then that's fine because then maybe they can draw in more people to fill in the cheaper seats. Yeah, but we're talking seats in the front row. Obviously, no one wants to sit in the front row. Um, I don't know. I, part of me feels like that is complicating things just a little bit. Like if, if you're already wary about going to the theater, I shouldn't have to like, well, I'm going to save some money if I sit in the front row. That doesn't seem comfortable. Um, but, what, but what's the difference between that and when you go um, see a concert? So do, would well, you rather a concert be open seating first come, first serve and everybody pays one price? Um, well, it'd definitely be more accessible. To a lot more people, that's for sure. Well, um, that, well that's true too. Yeah, um, I don't. I just don't know if that 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 pricing structure needs to be within a movie theater because it's also a small venue. For a concert, maybe I can see it. There's also more to it on a, on a concert. I mean, in a way, but it's also very similar. The same as sporting events. I mean, the closer you are, the closer you are to the action. But it's kind of funny because in a movie theater, you want it the opposite. You want at least <laughs> you want to sit at yeah. the middle to the back, whereas most sporting events and uh, music concerts, you want closer is better. But there, but there, um, but that is a thing. It is a thing that there is prime seating when you go to a theater. Like you abso- know, yes, yes. Like so, there is. I mean, unfortunately, the theaters are losing money, so they need to find mm-hmm. ways to capitalize. On the little things that they can, and that's Fair. a and that's a and that's a and that's a straight comparison. They already do it, and they already do it for live events. So mm-hmm. it kind of seems like the the next natural progression. Now I can see where it seems like a regression, where in the fact of where they're kind of like they're kind of nickel and diming their their customers. But right. I think if they leave it where the the cheaper seats on the on the end or in the front, on the very back, like the so the the outside surrounding seats, so in the front, around the side, and in the all the way in the back. If may they make those cheaper than their regular baseline, they could introduce another demographic. Like they can they can probably fill their theaters more often. So yeah, and and doesn't doesn't AMC already have cheaper ticket uh, cheaper uh, prices if you go earlier in the day? Like I think AMC I think does like five dollars on Tuesday on Tuesdays. I think I believe. Yeah, so. but I think, but I think if you go on an earlier showing within the week, those they're like twenty percent oh, off yes. or something. Yes, if you go yeah, before yeah. five, it's thirty. The showings are thirty percent off. The matinee show. Okay, okay. Which I prefer um, to go to a matinee anyway. Oh yeah, same here, same here. Uh, okay, so let's let's talk about the the options that they're providing. There are three different seating price options. The first is standard sightline described as the seats that are the most common in auditoriums and are available for the traditional cost of a ticket. Then there's the value sightline referred to as seats in the front row of the auditorium, as well as ADA seats in each auditorium and are available at a lower price than standard sightline seats. Value sightline pricing is only available at AMC stub members, including 
the free tier membership. So you have to be an AMC stub member to even buy those those cheaper seats in the front row if that's mm. what you want. So in order for you to to purchase a ticket, you have to you have to become a stubs member. No, in order for you to purchase a value sightline ticket, so, so the ones so, for a cheaper option. So can so how does that work if you go so if you walk up to the theater, like do you have to sign up for the free tier membership to even pick a seat or can you go up there and just they're like all right we'll pick a seat so are they going to tell you like all right well these seats are this much these seats are that much yeah so uh, kind of like similarly when you go to a concert like if you were to walk up to like will call at like a baseball game or something like that yeah i I think further down i might answer your question okay um the third option is preferred sightline which are the seats in the middle of the auditorium and are priced at a premium to standard sightline seats AMC uh, AMC Stubbs A-list members, that's you Ernesto, will be able <laughs> to reserve <laughs> will be able to reserve seats in the preferred sightline section at no additional cost. Better. <laughs> <laughs> so that so all of this doesn't affect you at all. Um, Excellent. Theater, <laughs> theaters that offer sightline at AMC are expected to provide a detailed seat map that outlines each seating option during the ticket price process online on the AMC app or at the box office. Sightline at AMC is applied to all showtimes that begin after 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. at participating locations. It's not a uh, it's not uh Applicable. App- applicable on discount Tuesdays when all movie tickets are discounted at five dollars. Mm. So again, so let's recap. On discount Tuesdays, nothing. We're back to what it normally is. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's all tickets are five bucks. Um, if you want a value ticket for a cheaper price, it's gonna you're gonna have to be an AMC member. But there's also free options, so really not that big of a deal. And if you uh, and all of this new tier pricing situation happens to all showings after 4 p.m. Mm, so this is not going to really affect me unless we're going on a date night because if we're taking the kids we're normally going to go see a matinee and if mm-hmm. it's when I go by myself I usually <clears throat> go see, I only see like the whatever the earliest matinee although AMC they need to step it up and start bringing back reopening at 10. I wish they can reopen yeah. at 10 because sometimes I was able to get like that 1:30 movie and I yeah. had like it was like the perfect timing to see a movie and like get home in time for my when my kids come home from school. Now yeah. they're doing this shit where like the ain't Altima they don't start until like three thirty four o'clock and yeah, that's then late. Disney Springs they don't start till the early showings you, you, I can get is two o'clock. Hmm. Yeah, I I know, <clears throat> and which weird because Regal is doing early showings, like they don't have they're open in the morning. So I don't know. You got me. Well, you got me on that one. Man. <laughs> you know, I had you. I was, I was boasted. I was given so much love to AMC, and that's the, that's the one up you have on me on Regal. It would be way more convenient for me. Yeah. If I had, if I had the Regal one, but I just, I just love the the A list so much. I don't know. It's I mean, just, I don't blame you. I think, I, I, th- I think it's a better value, but I respect the Regal grind. Yeah. It's and it's funny because like granted yeah you still it's 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 comparing to like AMC has three three in a week and Regal's unlimited 
no one's going to see three more than three movies in a week. So I think that's pretty much the same. Um, and then like you still have to if you buy a ticket through the app, the Regal, you have to pay 50 cents, which is why I don't do it, because that's dumb. And uh, I I, uh, I so I just buy it at the box office at the little kiosk there. Um, but AMC, there is no convenience fee. It's all included in the price is how it should be. Um, and w- also with AMC, you get Dobies and IMAX all included in your subscription where Regal, there's an upcharge. You pay the difference. So for their RPX and 4DX and their IMAX. So, I mean, those are the big differences in case you didn't know. I, I know we've talked about it before, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I do like Regal mainly because there's more around me and it, they do have some showings that are in the morning, which is sometimes convenient for me as well. Um, but also like close to your house, the, the closest one's what I drive. Yeah, this far. Yeah, it, it's yeah. A pain in the ass. It's just such a pain in the ass to get there. Because mm-hmm. isn't that the isn't that the one you got to park at the garage and you got to go yep. like get your you got to get your parking validated. What? Yep. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. I can just park which, which in the is, parking garage at Disney Springs and walk in or ride yeah. next there at the Altamont Mall. Like. And and it's funny because like it's it it's come down to convenience. I know where where you work the the Ultima Mall is like the AMC's right there. Yeah, it's right there. Uh, so but I will say the Regal is also close to you, Ernesto. The one in Winter Park. It's actually closer than the one at the Ultima Mall. Mm. So you, there is an option for you if you choose to do so. If you ever want to go to the dark side, but then that's only limiting you to one theater. So there's that, which is not great. Well, but it would help. If I could, if I could get like a one thirty, one fifteen showing, like right when I get yeah. out of work, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. you know what, just get both, yeah. <laughs> just, just buy both. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's interesting that AMC is going down this ticketing price model situation. Uh, I wonder if it's a success if Regal or other theaters will be implementing them in their theaters. Uh, but obviously, AMC is trying out something, which I don't blame them for trying. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to try. Um. Uh, going over to the other end of the movie watching world, Netflix. Netflix doing some weird shit, Ernesto. <laughs> Let me explain. So Netflix made a little bit of an oops last week as they accidentally posted their guidelines for cracking down on password sharing. The streaming service said the guidelines being trialed in Chile, Peru, and Costa Rica have been posted accidentally across its help center pages in the U.S. and in the U.K. last Wednesday, but had been taken down. But the way I see it, the cat's out of the bag. And Ernesto, let me tell you, these guidelines are quite ridiculous. Um, And so, again, these are not in effect, but a lot of people thought for a brief moment that they were. And we also know what what they might be doing in the future with rumors suggesting that these guidelines might be in place as early as March, which... Sounds this sounds like a lot just to have a streaming service. So let me say this first. Uh, so to, to crack down on password sharing, this is Netflix's idea. First, you have to register your Netflix account at to a home device, most likely a TV, gaming console, Apple TV, or Roku, etc., that is associated with your home address you have on file. So that's number one. Two, from there you cannot you can you can connect up to four to six devices depending on which Netflix plan you have, though the same Wi-Fi that's connected to your home device. So you have to connect your Netflix account with the same Wi-Fi from your home. But what if I, what if one of those devices is my phone, and I don't, and the whole purpose of me having it on my phone is to watch it 
when I'm not at home. Because if I'm at home, well, I'm going to use one of my devices here at the house. Correct. So this is where this next thing comes in. Users must log into Netflix via their primary location's Wi-Fi network once every 31 days to keep the device active and connected to the account. The company will use information such as IP addresses, devices, I, device IDs, and account activity to determine whether the device signed into an account is connected to the primary location. A device may be blocked from watching Netflix if it's deemed to fall outside of the household. Okay. Interesting. So, so if you have your phone, you must you must log on to it at your home Wi-Fi every 31 days to keep it active. Why are they making it so fucking complicated to watch Netflix? Uh, uh, if you're and if you're the primary account holder, you must and and you find yourself traveling between locations, you can request a temporary code to access Netflix for seven consecutive days. Oh my gosh! But here's the thing. If I'm if I'm logged on, if I log on to it within the 31 days, I don't have to do this temporary cold bullshit because I logged on within the 31 days. Like I'm going on vacation. It doesn't matter how, how much for as much as people are paying for Netflix. This yeah. is this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. This is dumb. This is the stupidest thing that this company <laughs> has ever done. This absolutely. Oh, this is the stupidest thing. I got one more for you. Oh, I'm sure you do. I do. If subscribers want to share their Netflix account with someone who doesn't live with them, you can add an extra member to their account for a fee, which appears to be an additional $2.99 a month per extra person. Now, see, this is a dumb way to nickel and dime your customers. Yes. <laughs> On top of them already charging people for the premium streaming content. 4K. 4K yes. content. Like... Look, I'm I'm with you here. I'm with you here. I think you you are making very so like the fact that you are you know one of the biggest streaming services. Obviously, you're available worldwide. First of all, you're charging a premium just to have 4K, and a lot of people are being discouraged because you're already too expensive. So how do you make it worse for yourself? This everything I just said. You find a way to nickel and dime them, and then on top of that, you you add all these rules, and then. Here's the other thing. What do they mean per person? So do they mean like if let's say if you shared with another group of like another household and they have it on multiple devices, are you going to yeah. charge them per device? Well, I mean, depending on what plan you have, like I said, you can have up to four to six devices as long as it's logged into your home primary Wi-Fi network. No, 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 no. <laughs> so... I mean, I mean, in addition to them, let's say you share your password with another household. Yeah, so that household is going to have it on multiple devices. Oh, so I gonna see. Char- I so see. is Netflix now going to charge them per device and consider that as another person? A person. Like that's if, a good. That's a like, good question. Like, are they going to have it? Like, if they have it on their TV, they have it on on multiple TVs. Do they? Is it charged as like a unit for as like another Wi-Fi location, or is it charged as an individual per device? Like if. If like mm. each individual phone, each individual iPad, like different smart TVs, yeah. different gaming consoles, like what does that what is, does that exactly mean? Like, That's a good question. That's a really good question. Because I don't know this this is this is probably going to be a good jumping off point for a lot of people. Yeah, well, it's funny because like you said, it could be it could be it could be a jumping off point, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's only affecting people who don't have Netflix. So basically, 
For the people who are already paying for it, it doesn't affect them that much. For the people who are not paying it, Netflix believes that once we implement this, the people who are not paying for it are going to pay for it. Which, I don't know, newsflash Netflix, if they weren't paying for it then, they're not going to pay for it now. Yeah, they were like, well... I guess I'm just going to watch stuff on all the other <laughs> streaming services that are available. Like, I right. guess that's just going to be the that's what it that's what it's coming. They're getting themselves to that point. Now, mm-hmm. you know, I know HBO just raised their prices and yeah. Peacock, I believe. Uh, I believe that's the next story we have. But they're 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 making some price changes as well. Like there's some understandable ones, but. Hey, you know, Apple TV, they just recently raised their prices. They just raised their prices. They just raised yeah. their prices as well. But there's going to there's gonna come a point where they're going to hit a threshold. And I think Netflix is trying to find that limit. And I think they're very close to if if they actually implement this, I can yeah. see this be the turning of the tide, the tipping point for people, the jump off point. Well, it's funny because they said on the, uh, they said it was an accident. It was posted by accident. I don't think it was an accident. I think it, it got matter. so much negative press on it that they retracted it. But either way, if that's what you're trialing right now in the other countries, this is not the way to go, Netflix. But if but if they're saying it was posted on accident, not that the information is false. They never said that's right. They never <laughs> they, said that right. the information was false. They just said that they posted the factual information on accident. So that, they, 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 I don't care about that you posted that somebody messed up that somebody's in trouble. I, I could care yeah. less. That's y'all's, <laughs> that's y'all's problem. Well, unfortunately, yeah. for, fortunate for us, but unfortunate for them, they re, they pre-release this, or maybe they did it on purpose so they could they see, done it on purpose to too, see yeah. how what people's reaction was or is going to be. And guess what? It's exactly what you thought it was going to be. It's terrible. Not good. This is yeah. bullshit. It's bullshit like like i like i don't know like we 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 could not watch netflix like i I'm, i'd be okay with that if that's what they're going to be doing to their customers i'm just saying yeah it's it's interesting it's, it's really interesting to see how it goes uh i really hope they don't implement this because again if i mean if you're already paying for it it might not be much of a, a big deal to those but it just what they're what they're in you know what all this is it just doesn't sit right it's very strange. Yeah, if they're not gonna um, treat if they're not gonna treat their customers right, like I don't, I, I'm not gonna feel right promoting them. Like to mm-hmm. me that to me that to me that's like that's like that's kind of like drawing the line for me. Mm. I don't know. Um, well, I guess we'll see what happens. We're gonna in have the coming, to come back because that's because that's yeah. gonna, we're gonna have to we'll have to revisit that because that's kind of <laughs> that's I mean that is some shit. That that, it's it's just <laughs> it's a lot of unnecessary business there. Yeah, and and also bad business. It's not good business either. That's just showing um, they really like we knew you didn't care about your customers, but now it's just bla- <laughs> like you blatantly, literally don't you literally don't give a shit about your customers. Yeah, or or they're just trying to you know obviously they're nickel and diming every situation so they can get the most bang out of their buck. Granted, yes, I understand you're making big quality content. Well, quality could be a very loose term. Um, but you're making a lot of content, but let's focus on making good content before we start focusing on nickel and diming people. Yeah. If you're going to be nickel and diming people like that, then you need to up your quality because yeah. you come out, it's either like selective, really great content, but let's be honest, like 60% of the shit on Netflix is just trash. Like it's just yeah. mediocre. It's just okay. And then you get a, a couple of shining stars. 
you get mm-hmm. your Stranger Things, you get your Ozarks, like you get you get every you get the Crown, like there there yeah. are some great there are some great ones individuals that come out, but it's Absolutely. not all of them. So if you're charging too much, maybe you're spending too much on on these massive first of all on these ex, expansive massive projects. And then yeah. you're, and then buy like all this massive reality come. Maybe you need to scale down, <laughs> so you can make something more affordable for your for your consumers. Yeah, I, it, you mean you make a good point because a lot of other streaming services will scale, like, net, like HBO Max. I mean, they they charge everyone one dollar, and they just scale back their content so they can make it affordable and profitable. But even even for what they charge, I feel what, for what they offer, yeah. Their their library is probably comparable in size, but mm-hmm. where HBO has the one up is they have way more quality content on their streaming service. There's way more okay. content. Yeah, there. I mean, and this is and maybe that's just my personal opinion because yeah, all the DC stuff like their DC animated films are really great. Like even yeah. as far as like as adult animation, like it's just really they're just really well done. They, they I mean, they really are. I mean. A lot of the TV shows, I mean, Game of Thrones, House of Dragon, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, The Sopranos, I mean, uh, Oz, like The Wire. The there's, yeah. so, I mean, the, you can name so many. Boardwalk Empire, like all their shows, like they. I'm, or even I'm here for e- it. even right now, the praise that The Last of Us is getting at the moment. Exactly. That, that's getting a lot of high. Like I was gonna wait to binge it. I might have to do that week to week of all the positive press I've been getting around The Last of Us. So, but, that's but yeah, I mean they, yeah. But Netflix and, is few far. I feel like it's few far in between that we get, we get, we get praise for those kind of shows. Like the next big thing, I agree. that they're waiting for is Stranger Things. Yeah, I feel like there's something else that we're not talking about that there might be something up sooner. But like, yes, mm-hmm. obviously they're the. It, you, Oh yeah, you you yeah, that comes out in a couple a couple weeks or a couple days. Um, yeah, the huge you has a big uh, following. I mean, I'm looking forward to you uh, season four. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I I agree. Netflix needs to get their shit together. Needs to be doing some reworking. Um, we'll we'll definitely be following up on it to see if this actually happens or if they end up changing something or they just trash it all together and they just keep it how it is. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely be talking about this more when news when more information comes about that. But as an RSO tease a little bit like uh, a few minutes ago, uh, Peacock is has officially ended its free ad supported tier to new users. As of Monday, January 30th, Peacock has stopped allowing new users to sign up for the free tier. To Peacock, users will need to subscribe to the premium plan, which is $4.99 a month with ads, or the premium plus plan, which is uh, $10 a month without ads. An NBCU spokesperson said that as part of its growth strategy for Peacock, the company is shifting focus to the paid plans. Peacock Premium better reflects the streaming platform's brand uh, and the unique experience that it offers. Existing users who have signed up for the free Peacock tier will continue to be able to access the service for no charge with ads for now. Meanwhile, NBCU has offered eligible Comcast Cable and Cox customers the ability to access Peacock Premium with ads um, for no additional cost. However, the company plans to eventually end that as well. Mm, well, I don't think that's fair. I think if you have, I think if you pay for cable and you get NBC, you should be, they should be able to offer it to you for free, for even free. F- with ads. Like with ads, should be fine. Yeah. 
and it's also like we're talking five bucks here you know nbc you know we can you can especially like they're paying for you somewhere they can you can you know give them the free five dollar peacock you know exactly and and it's not like there's like that much of extensive content that's on there regardless i mean nothing nothing there has been groundbreaking so far now that could change a lot of people are talking about poker face which has been doing pretty well for peacock and a lot of people did like bel-air um on there as well so yeah they have their shows but nothing as big as a game of thrones or or even for apple you had uh uh ted lasso for paramount you have the star trek the nbc doesn't have the, any of those so um, um but i i kind of get them kind of canceling their free tier it was a, a gimmick for them yeah. to get people onto it and now you know it's already limiting how many how many things you can watch on there anyway. So having people pay pay the low low price of five dollars so far, you're still the cheapest streaming service out there. Yeah. So like that's a small price to pay if you want to do that. Um, ever since Apple TV Plus went up on their price, Peacock is now the cheapest one you can get into. And also, hell, if you like a, a WWE or any of the Hallmark channels. For five bucks a month, that's not bad. Yeah, exactly. On top of the other uh, Peacock stuff that's offering, all the originals as well. But yeah, anyway, streaming services—they're they're doing they're doing some things. <laughs> um, moving over to some other uh, pickup news that we've talked about uh, before. Uh, just a day after DC Studios co-CEOs uh, James Gunn and Peter Sanford announced that their initial plans for the DCU titled. Uh, chapter one gods of monsters it appears that logan ford v ferrari and the upcoming indiana jones and the dial of destiny director james mangold might be in early talks to write and direct the upcoming swamp thing movie that was one of the movies that was announced from james gunn last week to further confirm the speculation mangold tweeted uh, a comics panel of swamp thing in which gunn retweeted so i think it's safe to say that something is definitely brewing Ooh, um, i'm here for it i mean a yeah. living style swamp thing yeah a just horror movie too a horror movie just let let us know what what comic issues they're they're related to so we can go ahead and reserve those <laughs> uh i mean james mangold is a great director i i love logan I, I really enjoyed ford v ferrari um i'm really looking forward to the new indiana jones so yeah him t- attached on to a dc project yeah like also like kind of what we talked about last week is like you know james gunn and everything with great storytelling and they're focusing on that like if you're bringing on like great directors too i mean Marvel, watch out. DC's coming in hot, you know? <laughs> oh, they are. I'm telling you. It's like, I'm just saying, if you were to put your bet, I'm just yeah. saying, people who are like, man, if if I were to invest in Marvel before I knew Marvel was going to be a thing, I feel like now is that time for DC. Like, yeah. like look up that Warner Bros. Discovery. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, James Gunn is... He is a great creator. Like, can't yeah. even just call him as a director because he's a writer. No, he's... he's a director. Like, he's just he's just so much. He's so much more than that. So I'm mm-hmm, I'm really I'm very very hopeful for what he's going to do to DC Comics. Yeah, and all I mean, obviously like again, if you're bringing in like great directors to do you know these DC project, that's already a great start. You already announced a great slate of movies coming soon. Yeah. And now there's rumors that you're also getting A-list directors attached to it as well. 
again, thumbs up in my book here. And I and like you can see the buzz already growing. I saw a post from uh, Tom King, the cre- the the writer. So James Gunn was talking about the Supergirl movie, in mm-hmm. the comic it was related on. So Tom King is a cre- is the writer of that comic book, and he was he was just. Uh, just reposting about how much love that people are getting for it that most comic book stores around the country are being are their issue one of that comic book is being is like selling out everywhere mm, so the collect- so the collectors are already already out and about <laughs> on the hunt because they they foresee that these movies are going to are going to do very well and that those those yeah. comic books are going to be were uh, those val- those comic book values are going to be very high coming soon I also saw a post that uh, that Glenn Powell is interested in playing Booster Gold, one of the one of the things. Yes, yeah, I he, can he... absolutely see him as Booster Gold. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, that's a great. I'm I'm for it. That's a great fan yeah. cast. So I'm here for that. So I, well, not fan cast. I think Glenn Powell was like, hey, yeah, he was like, no, no, he didn't confirm that he was playing it, but he was like, hey, DC. I'm over here. I'm, I'll, I'll play Booster Gold for you. He's fan casting himself. <laughs> he's fan casting himself. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm nominating myself for the role. Um, so like, if actors are as well interested in what DC has to offer, again, all great news coming here. Who was it? Was didn't uh, Michael B. Jordan want to play John Stewart? Or was that I didn't Tyrese? hear anything about? I think it was Tyrese. Uh, Ty, Tyrese wanted to play John Stewart. That was That's a while right. ago. That's right. Yeah. He's too old now. Uh, yeah, no, he, he can't do that. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, staying with DC, it seems that HBO Max is clearing house with all of the live-action comic uh, DC comic shows. Last week, it was announced that Titans and Doom Patrol will be ending after their fourth season, and now HBO Max has announced that they are canceling Penny Wa- Pennyworth, the origin of Batman's butler, after three seasons. Um, I've heard very good things about Pennyworth. I think you didn't. You tell me you watched it. I know David. I didn't watch. It. Uh, David said he's watched it. He he said he mm-hmm. really enjoyed it because you know this showcases um, Alfred in his uh, MI. I don't remember. I think it's six, six or seven, whichever yeah. the one. Yeah. In the MI6, UK, yeah. yeah. Whichever the one in UK is. Yeah. Um, it's his. It's during that period of his life. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So is it is that going to be canon? Is that going to be Elseworld? Is all I guess is all this stuff going to be Elseworld? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's it's canceled now, so it might not even be part of it. But it's it just another show that it, it just again they're clearing house. They're getting ready for the new slate that's coming in. It makes sense if Doom Patrol and Titans are gone, this show is gone too. Getting ready for the um, great reset. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and it's kind of interesting because HBO Max did pick this show up from Epics. It aired the first two seasons on Epics, and then. HBO Max picked up for the third season, and now I was like, okay, we're good now. Thanks. Thanks, yeah. Pennyworth. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I think that was the last of the live action shows, with the exception of whatever's on uh, the CW at the moment. But I'm sure those shows will be coming to an end soon, and then any DC movies or shows will all just be run by James Gunn at some point. I think we're getting to that point. Um, and the last piece of news we're going to talk about this week is The Bad Boys are officially returning with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence announcing on social media that they reunite for a fourth film on the franchise. Sony Pictures confirmed that the untitled sequel is in early pre-production with Bad Boys for Life directors Adele Aubrey and uh, Bilal Fala returning to direct. Screenwriter Chris Bremer, Bremer uh, will also return to write the screenplay. So, Ernesto, more Bad Boys are coming to your theaters screens 
I think we kind which, of we I think we had already speculated that. Um, yeah. Sure. Uh, we, sure. Just how many? What is where? What number are we ending at? That that's my thing with all these franchises. Like, uh, I just how many? Like, when is it going to be too much? Because eventually it's going to come to the point where we're just diluting the waters. Like, yeah. If you're going to do something, like just do something new and fresh that just lives in the universe. Have them be legacy characters that people talk about. They don't have to be in every. They don't have to be in every movie. I feel like that's the point we're at. This is a maybe this movie needs to be there if they want to that franchise to continue and to do yeah. more. Then this movie needs to be their exit, and they don't even need to be the primary. I don't even want to see them as the primary actors. Oh, I think they're gonna be. <laughs> I think they're gonna be, but I think what should yeah. what I think should happen is I think they should they should market it as them as the main actors, but they should be introducing a whole new cast of characters, and then they can either die or they can retire. I think yeah, it, I think it'd be a super heavy, impactful ending for the bad boys to go out in a blaze of glory. But the the bad boys have been about super impactful, powerful storytelling, um, especially True. under Michael Bay for the first two movies. I did enjoy Bad Boys for Life. I thought it was entertaining, but it's just you know, it's sure bring them back. Bad Boys for Life, for life, number four, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. Like let let them come back. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I yeah, I'm like I'm not thrilled about it, but I'll I'll watch it probably. I'm not going ru- to rush. That's fair. I'm not rushing either. And I remember we reviewed it, you know, way back when, and uh, it was fine. It was it was fine. Uh, but there you go. That's a little movie TV news we have for you guys this week. As always. You can find all the latest and breaking news on our social media channels on Instagram at boxoffice underscore bingers and our Facebook page at boxofficebingers. We'll post all the news over there first, and then we'll come back on the podcast and we'll talk about it. Um, so with that, we're going to move over to a fun segment I like to call What You're Watching. So Ernesto, we'll start with you. What have you been watching? Matt, you're going to be proud of me because I oh. have a lot. So oh. I think I finished So I finished the animated shorts. I finished okay. the boy the fox and the horse and the hare. I don't remember the mole. I don't whichever one it was called. With, it, with Idris Elba as the fox. Um, I don't know the you, fox. I don't, the I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. Did you get a chance to see it? I've seen all of the animated shorts that are available to us at the moment. Yes. So I have also completed. I have also completed the list. The only one we don't have access is the ostrich one, right? Yes, that is correct. The 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 one titled um, an ostrich told me the world is fake and I think I believe it. Um, that's the one that's not available to us. Okay. But yes, I um we talked about my year of dicks last last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two that you said you saw last week, the Flying Sailor and the Ice Merchant. Um, I kind of want to go back to that. Uh. Right. You you were pretty vague on those two. Can you want to elaborate on it now, if, if you liked it or not? On um, which one? Which, okay, did, is there anyone? Because I I'm gonna be honest with you, they I, I they were very passive to me. Like they just they just interesting. Like I thought the ice merchants one. The only one I thought was maybe semi interesting was that. Remember I told you the ice merchant ones. I felt like as soon as there's one thing happened, do you get a chance to watch it? There was something that happened. Yes. That 
that I was like, this is, I knew exactly that, well, I knew exactly what, where, in the direction that the story was going. Um, I don't think I picked up on it maybe as early on as you did, but I did make a comment of like, why do they keep buying those hats? Like, <laughs> I, 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 that was what I kept getting fixated on. I was like, oh man, they just keep... They, I mean, they're 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 selling ice, and then they buy a hat. The hat falls off, and then they buy another hat, and they sell the ice. I'm like, stop buying hats. You get a lot more money. As soon as I kept seeing the temperature, I was like, this is about climate change. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew. And then I, then you started seeing the sweating, and then he opened the container, yeah. and the thing was was liquid. I was like, oh, this is gonna. It, and then I started piecing it together. I was like, well. It seems like this is running towards a very dark ending. And it was yeah. until like the very, very, very end. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I actually really enjoyed Ice Merchants. I, I liked that one a lot. I think it said a lot without saying anything. Um, the Flying Sailor was weird as fuck. I told you. It's like, he, this, it's this, like this. he's in the middle of an explosion and he's just like recapping his life as in the, in the 10 seconds that he's flying through the air. Yeah, like, uh, anyway, you said it perfectly. Like, we get it. We got the idea. It was just weird. It was just fucking weird. I don't know. And and the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse was fine. The animation was cool. I actually really liked. Yeah. I thought the animation was cute. It was like that, that like that storybook animation. Mm-hmm. I was here for it. And you have Idris Elba. I mean, who doesn't like That's Idris true. Elba voice acting? So. Very true. I, I thought it was cute. I, and I do agree with you. The animation was, was, was kind of fun. But, like, story-wise was, was fine. Like, I didn't – like, I, I watched it for 30 minutes, and I was like, okay, that was a thing that I watched. Um, but, yeah. So, I, I, think, I think the Ice Merchant and My Year of Dicks have a little bit more to say with what they have yeah. than the other twos did, if my, in my opinion. But, anyway, yes, I've, I, I've, we watched the shorts. Guess what, Matt? I also finished – the documentary shorts. Oh, did you really? I did. I watched well, Elephant. I yeah. watched Stranger at the Gate. I watched the Martha, Martha Mitchell effect. I watched and I watched uh, Elephant Whispers. Because the only one that we don't have access to is How Do You Measure a Year? Yeah, and well, you you missed one. You you saw the other one too. There was one more you didn't you didn't say. Uh, oh, Haul Out. I think Haul Out. I, yeah. Did I watch that one? I'm pretty sure. That's the one with the guy in the in the cabin. Oh, with the the seals. Yeah, I watched that one. Yes. Yeah, I watched that one too. So, 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 so rememberable that I remember that I even forgot to write it down. <laughs> um, I also watched all of them as well because you told me you were gonna watch them all, so I made sure that I was gonna watch them all as well. Wow. So, except for the one that we don't have access to, which was how do how do you measure a year? Um. Okay. Anyway, what were your thoughts on the four? So, haul out, forgettable. Like it was, like yeah, it, really. It was, it was sad, but I just they needed. First of all, it was like a lot of these documentaries are not shorts. They are pretty much full length <laughs> fucking documentaries. Like they, what did they miss it by like five minutes? Like these document, <laughs> these docu shorts are long. Like this one was depressing and long, and I just felt like the way they portrayed the inf- this depressing information was not. It wasn't engaging enough for me. It, it wow, 
That's so interesting you said that because I was pretty enthralled once we once I realized what was going on. I was pretty interested in it, especially cinematography wise. When it's that pretty, guy opened, yeah, when the guy opened that. the door, when he opened the door and you just see like a bunch of walruses just right in your face or seals, whatever they were. Um, I was like, oh shit, um, that's all right. And then like I really thought it was shot really well. Yeah, well, um, pretty. That's interesting. All right, what are the other ones? Um. Stranger at the Gate, which I which I actually really really enjoyed. I thought mm-hmm. to me that was a really captivating story, and I thought the way that it was shot and the way they portrayed that information was really to me this one's probably one of my favorites. Was was this one Stranger at the Gate, and it was just like I mean it was just such a good story. I mean this man who is clearly enthralled by hate, he he meets these people at this Muslim mosque and like. Instead of them pushing him away, they welcome him in, and it literally changed. It saved all of their lives. It's a it's really touching story. Like to me, that was a solid docu short, start to finish. Yeah, and it was only like about thirty minutes long, I believe. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I I agree with you. I thought the the storytelling in that was fantastic. Yeah. And it was a very clear message. It was a very strong message. Um, and I didn't think I was going to like it. I, you know, just based off of the, of the, uh, like the poster and the, the material. But I was, I was very swayed into really enjoying that 30 minutes. And I was like enthralled with information. And, and it, it paints a really, uh, it paints a, a very vivid picture of what could have been, what happened, what ended up happening, and truly, just like the tagline says, you know, love conquers hate. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That it was. That that that, that was incredible. Um. And the other one, this one, I'm gonna put. I put a little bit above Hall Out, and that's gonna be the Elephant Whispers. Like, it was just way too long. I actually watched it at one and a half speed. <laughs> And I was able to, because it was all, it was in, um, it was in another language. So I was doing a lot of reading. And I would, yeah. the, the crazy part is, is that the, the the documentary just has a lot of exposition. Now, mind you, it's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. beautiful scenery, what they're showing. Yeah. It was just, to me, it was just way too long. It's just the same thing. Like, it was a beautiful, it was a very pretty story, but it was just a little, it was just, it was just a little long for me to be, to be I... considered a short. Yeah, I so I I wasn't as captivated as I was, like like this one was like again I agree with you it was shot really well I thought cinematography was great uh but the story just didn't just didn't do it for me yeah like I, I and I think I think it's great I think the story was 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 a good story um but I think there were moments where it dragged and it's like okay so are we following the elephants or the people. Because like, what, where, where's your end goal here? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I think it was a little bit of both. But like, okay, I, I I'm fine. I was fine with it. Uh, I can see why the nomination's there. It's definitely I learned something. If that's what the point of it was, I, I know that was happening at that part of the world of you know people carrying elephants like that. Um, but at the end of the day, I, it didn't really do much for me. No, same. So I finished the docu shorts, and guess what, Matt? Guess. Hold what? on, you missed one. Which one? The Martha May effect. Oh, Martha Mitchell effect. I actually, I yeah. this one's probably up there with uh, Stranger at the Gate. Uh, really? It's a really interesting story that I knew nothing about. I mean, this 
this woman essentially is was the initial what they would consider to be the initial domino or could have been the initial domino effect for Watergate. Mm-hmm. Like she's the one who was talking, who was speaking the truth before anybody else. The fact that this psychologist even has has her name as that type of effect of, of yeah of like somebody who's considered crazy at first but ends up being true. That's a that's a documented effect. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. This one I like the least. Really? I like. I feel like that nothing stood out. I mean, again, the story was was interesting, but that was it. Everything else about it did not stand out to me. Nothing cinematography wise. Nothing how the documentary was portrayed. It felt like a normal documentary, what, while what, the what? other ones felt like they gave me a little bit extra. It either either how something was shot, how something was told, how something surprised me. Um, any of those aspects, I feel like Marth, the, that one was just passing along information that I did not know. And so I learned something, but I didn't really, I was like, okay, that was cool. That, well, that might cool, but that was, that was interesting. What really sold it for me was like, like, you know, so a lot of times we're like, oh, it seems like that was a true story, but hearing the Reagan tapes of him actually mm. talking about her, I don't know. It, it just kind of, well, kind of solidified the story a little bit for me. The Nixon, not not Reagan. That's what I, excuse me, Nixon. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's what yeah. I meant. Um, but interesting. That's, that's so interesting. This is like one of the few times that we were like polar opposites on on an opinion. Typically, we're on the same page, but this one, I think we are uh, opposite ends here. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, so I mean, we're done with docu shorts. Mm-hmm. And I guess what else? I started the live action shorts. And oh, watched, okay. And I watched uh, the live-action short Night Ride. Did you get a chance to watch that one? I did not. No. Um, it's kind of weird. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I mean, it's it's just a strange story. It's based out of another country. Um, this woman uh, base essentially steals a trolley car, um, and like stops this bullying have this trans person being bullied from these two guys who if they were just being they were just being calm they were like cartoonishly evil and bad like it was just it was just to me it was just it was a little over the top they were just being like over the top bad like if anybody was this horrible in real life like nobody did anything except for this woman who who stole the trolley car and then used it to start picking up passengers and picked all these people up and then this whole thing ensued. It was just it was it was strange. I don't know. It was it was fine. Um, huh. um, the other one so I was you, gonna watch was you, the Disney Plus one. It, uh, yeah. Um, and that, that's also that's another foreign one. Um, it's in Italian, I think. Uh, I didn't get a chance. I, I like just started to hit play and that's another one. It's basically a movie what happened to shorts being like 10 to 15 minutes (laughs) yeah no like 40 i I wonder what the threshold is because yeah you're right 40 minutes is that's an episode of a television show like that is that is not a short not not the way i think of a short i think a short's like 30 minutes or less yeah and even 30 minutes is even on the long 30 minutes is like whoo that's kind of long like it needs to be 30 it needs to be 30 minutes or less so uh so back to night ride did do you see because I, I guess the biggest thing you might not you thought it was weird but did you see why it was nominated was there any indication of why the nomination was there yeah you know they any story that's that's targeting bullying or anti-hate or 
that you know mm. promotes people. So I I could see I can definitely see why it was nominated. It's just it's Oscar bait. Okay, okay. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, what else you got? And I got one more, Matt. I watched Causeway. So I watched a Brian. I watched it for Brian, oh. Brian Tyree's um, performance because he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And yeah, I could see why he was nominated. He was absolutely the best thing about that movie. The movie was actually pretty good. Um, it had was a, it? Okay. It had a, it, had a, it had an interesting story. Um, Jennifer Gardner plays this uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Excuse me, Jennifer uh, Lawrence plays this veteran who um, who was injured in Afghanistan from a, from a, a brain injury, and she comes back for her rehabilitation to her hometown, and she has a hard time adjusting. And she meets Brian Tyree Henry, and they're kind of it's kind of the story of like two lost souls at a point in their life and they meet and they kind of cling to one another and it's kind of like their story of like working out their shit with each other it, the movie mm. the movie was pretty good i was a little i wanted more I, I was disappointed with the ending only in the way that i wanted i felt like I, I needed a little bit more i wanted a little bit more closure from the story they kind of left it open-ended they gave you the direction but there i felt like there were things that they left out huh Okay. Do you think I would like it? I think you actually would like it. And I this oh. is but I will say this is Brian Tyree Henry's best performance I've seen him in. It, wow. He's really he's very very good in this movie like he plays an amputee and like he talks about the just way he plays the story and it is interesting that they chose somebody who's who wasn't an amputee for this role cuz I feel sure. like that's a I feel like that's a bold move. For Hollywood now, because there's so many people who are like pro outrage and not using using somebody that's that has actually been afflicted by that. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's it's interesting, but I felt like he played the role very well. I will say that there's a couple of shots in the pool where I felt like I could see his his other leg. Um, hmm. Maybe there could have been some better framing when it came to shooting those. Like they were just shooting down, and you could see the legs in the water. It, it right. was just, it was just. I felt like it was up to too much interpretation when they could have just done, like a straight on over the shoulder for both of them, and like not even, not even leave that for up for debate for as part of the story. I don't know. Right. Interesting. Well, I think you sold me. You sold me on it because I, I honestly, I kind of wrote it off on a movie I didn't, I would like, and then when it got nominated for the Oscars, I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll be watching it now, um, and so. You have me interested, more interested than I was before. Yeah, I was. So. Uh, I, 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 surprisingly, I liked it more than I kind of wrote it off too, and then I was like, well, I'll just watch for Brian Tyree Henry, and I found myself engaging with this, with this, like just naturally being engaging with the story. Okay, all right, I can't wait so, to check that one out then. So, well, that's it for my Oscar stuff, but I've got regular shit too. Oh, go right ahead, go, go on, your bad self. I know. So. Um, I've kind of dived back into the world of anime. You know, I was watching Attack on Titan and I tried to pick it back up, but I just like I forgot where I was and there's just so many episodes. <laughs> like seriously, I like it was a point I was like, this seems like more work. So my oldest told me he wanted to watch My Hero Academia, which is like another mm. which is like another really big one. So we started we watched the first two episodes about on that with that one and 
this one seems like it's actually pretty interesting. So this is a world where it's like there's a like 80% of the population are superheroes, but they call them quirks. People are born born with quirks, and their our main lead um, is born quirkless, but he wants to be a superhero. So it's kind of like it's kind of you're you're along for his hero's journey, basically like a Batman, but he's not a billionaire. <laughs> and he, his, his parents <laughs> are dead. He just doesn't have powers, but he wants to be a superhero. <laughs> Interesting, but it's pretty okay, good. I, we watched the first two stories, and he's read about he's read the first couple of mangas that are associated with the show. I had no idea that that was the story for that. I mean, I've seen that like the posters, and I've seen images on social media all about that show, but I didn't realize that was the. Did they play soccer a lot in that one? Is that a thing? Uh, not that I've like... seen yet. We just started. That. Okay. We've only watched the first. Oh, okay. Two okay. I feel like one 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 of the animes is like has a big thing about soccer in it. I'm not uh, entirely sure which I one. I think you're right. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, or or, or, or some friends, sort of sports. I'm sure David was probably like screaming. It's like it's this anime. Yeah. Like I know. I'm sure they all know. But I I, I know I know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I think it may be that one. I'm not sure. Well, I guess I guess we'll find out. So I'm curious. I think I'm. Yeah. I feel like I'm more invested in this one than the other one. Maybe I'll pick it back up. Okay. But right now I'm kind of I'm kind of not like i don't have a desire to go back and watch it to go back and watch it just yet so you said that this is uh you're watching it with your son right yeah my oldest son so is are you is it dubbed or subbed um they have both but i'm making him watch it subbed (laughs) okay (laughs) i was curious because i was like are you having him read it or are you are you just having it dubbed i'm making him do it well i I said, you just read. I mean, this is a good. It teaches you how to read subtitles. Like, it's not a big. It's it's not a big deal. Like, listen to the content the way the creator intended it to be heard. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Like, like, but dad, just it's just like a button. I don't want to read. You're reading it, son. Bung Jung Ho told you you gotta read it. It's just it's, to me, it's not the same. And I mean, I mean, it's not. You're it's right. it to me, it's close. But to me, I don't know. I just feel I feel better with the subtitles from the original from the original voices because the yeah. the text is different and then it changes some of the meaning of of the sentences and then it changes the yeah. meaning of what the character's saying I don't know You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um so this is probably the one I'm most excited to talk about. I think I found my new favorite TV show so for this year so far. Okay, what it, we got? It is the new Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford show, Shrinking. Oh. It is so good. There, are, It is heartfelt. It's it's like, to me, on the level of, like, Ted Lasso good. Like, that's how good it is. Wow. I, like, I'll tell you what. The, the trailer, like, I was, I was already interested with Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford, but the trailer did not sell me on it, so I wasn't going to rush into it, but... I mean, now you're convincing me. There's, it, it, they're in that this week to week right now. There, I believe there's only three episodes. Yeah, there's only three episodes out right now. But it is the story is good. Like it is, it is sad. It's kind of like a dark, a dark comedy. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I'm here for it. This is like I feel like this is Jason Siegel. Like he's just as funny as he was in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. All right. And have we seen a lot of Harrison Ford yet? Oh yeah, he's he's a he's a he's a lead co-supporting co-star, and he's he is a, he plays a great grumpy. Okay, old man. and he's good. Oh, he's hilarious. He he is just as funny. He keeps up. They, they just <laughs> they, they they pair very very well together. 
And it's not just stupid funny. There's a lot of uh, heart. Now, now you have me really. Ex- <laughs> now you have me intrigued. There's a like, lot of heart behind the show. Like it's just really well done. I I'm just sad that there's not more episodes available. Like three episodes in, I was already like shedding tears from hmm. from things that are happening. Wow. So it's already brought you to tears. You have me really interested. I see that there's there's ten episodes total. Last ones on the end of March. So I'm not sure if I'll. Are you saying week to week on this? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Then I will. Uh, I at the very least I might. I'll definitely watch it. I'll give it the binge for sure. Um. But yeah. Uh, that, that's good. I'm glad that it's good. And also keeps up the streak of Apple TV plus providing great content. Yeah. That's right. Um, and then I'm watching Abbott elementary. Uh, I've kind of caught up for the most part. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, nothing really like to rave home about. I feel like, but I do feel like this season is a little better than last season. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, I mean, obviously he's getting all the awards, but yeah, it's a, it's a show that I'll get to eventually, but it sounds like it's, it's, it's keeping up with what it's going on. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I got. I mean, I had quite a bit this week. Yeah. I mean, to say the least, you've been definitely keeping up with a lot of TV for sure. And a lot of Oscar stuff. So good for you, Ernesto. I'm happy for you. You're keeping up with, with all the Oscar stuff as you said, you would. So, <laughs> all right well uh i i don't think i've <laughs> i don't think i've caught up with with your level of how much you've been watching um but like i said i've watched the animated shorts and the docu shorts as well um uh, as you did um but there were uh i've been keeping up with a few shows that i haven't been on as well as a movie um did you ever watch willow in the 80s um i didn't but my wife did we we started to watch the first episode but we never of the new show of the new series but we never went back to it okay um i so i saw the movie and then i saw all of the show and it was it was good i i think like i i liked the movie i thought the movie was fun and then the series is a little bit darker than the than the movie itself which i was surprised which I was surprised with. They kind of went for a darker tone, but I think, I think the show matured in a way, um, than what the movie was. And I, this might be a hard ass, but it took me until episode six out of eight to really, to really get, to get into it. Did you say it took you six episodes? So it took you a movie and six episodes to get invested in this property. No, well, the movie got me into the show because I was, I was like the, the trailer got me into the series, but I want to watch the movie first. I liked the movie, so I figured let me go invest into the show. It took me six episodes to be like, okay, now I'm on board. Mm. So mm. It, it took That's a big it ask. took <laughs> yes, I agree. I, I know it's a big ass, but I think I think it 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 picks up at the end, and I, I think it rewards the the viewer. Um, it just take it's it's kind of like a journey. <laughs> it takes a minute to get there, but I enjoyed it. Warwick Davis was fantastic, um, like bringing back bringing a lot of depth to that character. I I enjoyed it for what it was. I think as far as uh like what what Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings lacked, I think 
Willow can fulfill, especially like part of the magical element of, of it. And also just a fantasy option for kids that maybe are too young for Game of Thrones or uh, for Lord of the Rings. Because they deal with heavy, heavy material where like Willow's a little bit lighter, but it's kind of dark as well. So I was I was on board with it. It's not the best fantasy offering out there, but I think I think it does the job pretty well. And there might be a season two, so I'm on board for it. I think I think it was good enough. Um, I also saw Living, the the movie that's nominated for best adapted screenplay as well as uh, best lead actor for Bill Nye's performance. Um, it was surprisingly a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. I thought it was going to be an Oscar bait like snore fest. And uh, I enjoyed the story. It it, it took uh, he had a very like quiet performance, which worked in a way. And then the story kind of surprised me of what it actually was turning into. And then there was a moment in the movie, like about three fourths of the way in where I was like, Oh, okay. We did that. And then they went on and I uh, kind of, they did an interesting thing where I feel like this, this type of movie didn't need to do, but I applaud them for it. And the way how they told the story, it was like a little bit unconventional where this movie felt like it could have been told in a very linear way. Mm. So I gave it credit there. But I think it was a solid story. I was entertained through it. I wasn't bored. So, yeah, I, I kind of I see two... I see the both noms there. Um, so I enjoyed watching that. And then the last thing that I had watched was a show that I kept my eye on. And I wanted to watch it, just something quick. It was only five episodes. It's a limited series on Peacock, and it's called Angeline. Did, did you did you hear about that? Mm-mm. No. Um, it's about uh, it's a it's a true story of a woman who had her just her name and her like herself on a billboard in L.A. and it caused a whole bunch of like mystery of who is the woman on the billboard in L.A. and this was back in the 80s and she became famous for basically just having a billboard. In LA, and then we get to learn about the person. And this wasn't a documentary; this was a, a series. And we kind of, you kind of learn about this person how all she wanted to do was become famous, and was she was going to do anything and everything to do so. Um, and then there's also the mystery behind her of who she actually is, and who is this Hollywood icon that she later becomes, um, and why everyone was obsessed by it. But then it also was told in a mockumentary way, so it almost seemed like you were watching a documentary, but obviously everything was. Like, the stories could have been real, but all the actors and everything was, was fake. Mm. Um, it was interesting. I, it was only five episodes, so I, was, I, I watched it pretty quick. Um, but, yeah, it, it's on Peacock if, if you're interested. And um, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. It wasn't groundbreaking or anything, but I, I it, it follows the same line as, like, Pam and Tommy, where you're taking a, a piece of, like, history that kind of swept Hollywood. And, and Pam and Tommy is a little bit different, but... Yeah, I, I think it I think it did its job for what it was trying to do. And I and I like that it was only five episodes. It didn't try to stretch it out for any longer than what it was. Um and it's limited series, so you had a very concise story. Um so yeah, and then the makeup was pretty good on it too, because they had a lot of prosthetics on, on her as well. And it starred the uh the woman from Shameless. She was the lead. Mm-hmm. Emma Rosen, I think her name is. Yeah. Um but yeah, she was she was pretty good in it as well. But yeah, that's all I've been watching. 
Um, so yeah, now we're going to be diving into our spoiler review of the week, which is Women Talking, written and directed by Sarah Poli. So Ernesto, what are your thoughts on the movie? Well, this was uh, a really, really intense movie. So as we kind of stated in the very beginning, this movie is actually inspired by real life events that occurred in the Manitoba colony, a remote and isolated Mennonite community in Bolivia, where the women there are women and children who are being um, physically and sexually abused by the men in this colony. The women are basically treated as like lesser than. Um, so, going into this movie now, mind you, when I wrote these, when I wrote my initial note, I I had this I had seen this is a movie I saw bef- before Tar. So mm-hmm. to me, this was like a typical Oscar bait movie we, that we thought Tar is going to be. But, when, you know, at the time of me writing this, I didn't know that and I haven't and I hadn't seen Tar yet. So I saw this. Yeah, I saw this one first. Um, so, it, yeah, to me, it was an extremely sad movie with these with these men did to these women and children were horrific, especially that girl who was missing an eye. Um, yeah. And then there was that one woman that mentioned how her four year old was hurt thankfully we didn't get to see any of that footage because i think that i think what they showed us was more than enough like it was yeah. to me yeah. it was a little it was a little it was walking the line but i mean this movie was mm-hmm. very engaging like whereas they may be this movie antar maybe oscar bait movies but at least this movie like there is an there is a very sad story that they're trying to tell and i care about all these characters where i could care less about Kate Blanchett in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um I think if they would have done if they would have shown the four year old then I think I would have walked out. I think that I think that would have been I think that would have been the line for me. But there were points mm. even during that movie that I felt extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. Um I mean there are some good elements. They show you the like the most horrific parts of society in these like closed off little societies like this one was, you know but I thought it was I thought it was intriguing, you know, seeing these women making the dis, like really making the decision to take the time of uh, whether they should leave, whether they should stay, or whether they should fight, like, and really weighing the pros and cons of it all. And I think, kind of, um, kind of to round it out, I really felt bad for the 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 male who was helping them write everything because these women didn't know yeah. how to write, so they had. The school teacher August, who's helping them out, and like the whole time I'm like, you know, the men are probably gonna figure out that they helped him, so they're either he's gonna kill himself, which in the movie we saw that he, he was, was going he to, was yeah. he was kind of already in that mindset because they're probably gonna kill him. Like once they find mm-hmm. out like that these women left and that who helped them and they see all these pros and cons and all this shit all over the schoolhouse. Like they're probably gonna beat him and kill him, if considering what they did to these poor women. And like, ah, oh, just how some of the, like the brothers, like rape their sisters. Like this movie is fucked up. Like it is horrific. So I think it's this is one of those movies that's like, it's like a necessary viewing, but it's, uh, it's one that I will never watch again. But yeah, it, it's definitely a one and done for me. Well, it's 
I think you said Oscar bait. I know you said you you said you wrote that before you watched Tar, and I don't necessarily believe this is an Oscar bait. More of I kind of go along with the second thing you said, which was this is a movie that needs to be seen, but never to be seen again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I I understand the movie's purpose, yeah. which is why I don't consider it Oscar bait. Okay. Like and that that's kind of like where my level of thinking is. It's like it's a movie to be, what's the word? Um, it's a movie to be understood and heard, less to be entertained by. Yes, exactly that. <laughs> yes, exactly that. And, and that's why. And but also very similar to Argentina, nineteen eighty nine. It took a. Yes, I'm sorry, nineteen eighty five. It took me a minute to realize what was going on. And that was part of the movie because, yes, there was title cards in the beginning, but I felt like we moved in there well, quickly into the story, but also slowly because the rest of the movie was kind of a slow burn. Um, but it took me really, it took me a minute to realize what was exactly happening and why these women were in these – it was in the, you know, in the farmhouse, whatever they were, in the cabin, having this conversation. And it took me a while to get there. Also – it didn't take me until after the movie to realize, or even part of it, where they said consent 2010. And I was like, wait, is this movie taking place in 2010? And then I, I looked it up, and I was like, yeah, I looked it up. And this all took place in the year 2010. That's wild. I think people, I thought this yes. movie was set in like the 1800s. Like it seemed no. like people living, literally living. So these people were literally living in the past. Yes, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I don't, and they, and they're being sheltered by these men, which makes this situation even a hundred times worse. That this was happening in today's society, That's not wild. not more than thir- thirteen years ago, and they're they were just being sheltered by it and didn't know how to read or write, and this that town was all they knew, um, which was horrific um, to even see that this was being taken place. Luckily, they didn't go as far showing us any of this stuff that they were doing. Because the movie kind of just kicked off with like these men going to jail, and I was again, it took a while to figure out what was happening, and it took some research on the back end to, you know, to like I had to do some digging to figure out what this movie was was fully about. Yeah, I didn't know um, until afterwards. And then afterwards. that confirmed that it took place in 2010. Yeah. I didn't, and I yeah, and I, I feel like like, like we've said yeah. before. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I feel like that 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 it it. We've said this before, but it should be the movie's responsibility to kind of clue in the audience rather than me looking it up afterward, like to really understand what the story was about. Um, so I feel like I gave it a couple knots, you know, kind of knocks down there. But everything else about the movie, I completely understand why this movie was made, the importance of this movie. But it's just a very depressing movie to watch. Yeah, agreed. Um. I, I do you see I I can understand the best uh the Oscar nomination for best adapted screenplay this was adapted from a book um I can 100% see that all of this movie was dialogue it was yeah. it was as a slow burn this was definitely a movie that predicated on its screenplay and I think it did a really good job doing that play. It could have been a play absolutely I mean it acted like a play it could yeah. have been a play um but I think that like writing wise, if there's any nomination to give it, yeah, I can definitely see uh, for writing. Um, but for best picture, 
there's not much that happened in the movie. Again, it's a slow burn and is and is like movie wise, you're it's it's a it's even though the conversations are important, we're just in a room mainly watching these women talk and make these difficult decisions and hearing these horrific stories. And it's not the full meal. Right. <laughs> Best picture right. is the full meal. Um, and so I, I feel like the chances are pretty low of getting nominated. I mean, getting the, uh, the best picture win. I think it has a better chance of getting the win for, um, best adapted screenplay. We talked about how the director was, um, kind of snubbed, but also the director is the writer, Sarah Poli. So at least she got one. She didn't necessarily need both. I think writing was the better one to give her rather than directing, because again, the movie was pretty straightforward on, you know, like behind the scenes wise. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was a difficult story to watch Ernesto. It's like some of the stories that they were saying, and also very admirable for those women to kind of come together and decide ultimately at the end of the movie to leave. Yeah, and these child and these child actors to do these, like recreating these horrific scenes. It was, it was just really hard to watch. It was rough. Yeah. I, I commend them for doing it. So I can I can see it being like you. I I agree with you, being um for uh, for screenplay for um. Breast adapted adapted screenplay. Yeah. So your final thoughts, Ernesto. Uh, sad movie. Um, it was great to watch one time. Um, it was hard to watch. I don't think I will ever go back and watch this movie again. Yeah, I, I think I'm in the same boat for you. It was, again, it's a movie to be understood and heard, not the one to be entertained by. Um, it's a movie that, it, it's hard material. It's it's tough material. I can see why it's getting the recognition that it is, um, especially for best adapted screenplay, not much for best picture. But it's a strong it's a strong movie with a strong message. It's just one that, not not one you want to go back to. Like yeah. I I I understood the message. It's just so surprising that this flick took place in 2010. That baffles me. Yeah, I feel like they um, should have they should have made that part of the story more prominent. I 100% agree with you on that. Like a, um, just a sweeping shot when you're coming in. You could have given even just the year. You could have just put 2010. Like and then a big title card about what the like. Uh, I felt like they should have they they should have told us more. Like I shouldn't have to I just shouldn't have to have looked the information up. It would have hit harder in the movie if they had just told us that. Then maybe yeah, we, I then agree. maybe we could be talking about best picture. Because while you were watching it, you should you need to have that emotionality. I shouldn't have to go play the inspector at, after going to watch this movie. Yeah, play the inspector. <laughs> but you make a valid point though. You very you very much so. Um, but yeah, I, but I can understand why the Oscars were having this movie on their radar. I can yeah. understand that as well, for yeah. sure. Um, but there you go. That's our spoiler review on women talking. Um, it's currently available in theaters. It's also, uh, more this completes our, well, you haven't seen Triangle of Sadness yet. Yeah, that's the only one I got left. Okay, that well, it, I guess it completes my best picture watch at this at this moment in time, but or I know Ernesto will get there as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to catch all the other best picture uh, nominated uh, episodes, we've covered nine out of the ten nominations so far in previous episodes. So look up the Oscar nominations, check out our episodes, our full in depth review on those films, um, and yeah, we are well on our way, Ernesto. 
I feel like now the the world are holding the the world's holding us back on what we can watch because we're catching up and we're like, hey, what about these documentaries, man? We so, gotta. What's going on? We we gotta. Yeah. <laughs> people are people. We're, people um, are caught we, up, waiting to to see what's going on. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we can. Uh, I'm hoping that we can. Yeah. Some of this stuff becomes available, so we can you know cross them off our lists as we actively wait, patiently wait for our. Uh, coveted oscars prediction episodes or we're just gonna have to do what we got it's like this is what was available we watched all the other stuff and we do our best with the predictions exactly it's it's up to it's up to you streaming services and the u.s to have these movies available for us yeah make (laughs) make us care about the shit that you're nominating like yes that's a good point like why like why you guys can't do enough work to like call these companies like hey we're gonna nominate your movie what are you going to do to make it available so that we can make p- sure that people tune in and watch this shit? Otherwise, yeah, otherwise, true. what the fuck are we doing here? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Here? Like, <laughs> you have like you're not even telling us like the Oscars should be telling you exactly what they should be doing the work. I mean, what the hell are we what the hell are they paying these people for? Like, why are you true. make a, if you're going to really make people care, make it's so easy and accessible for them. Like, you should be able to go to the Oscars website and go, damn, I want to watch the live-action shorts. You need to go. All right, look, it's available here. Not everybody yeah. lives in L.A. or lives in New York or lives in these cities where they, when they do these select theater releases, like, that's mainly what they mean. They mean these huge, right. those main markets. But yeah. if you're going to nominate the shit... And make and if you want everybody in America to care, then you need to make it available. We have all these avenues on the internet that can stream all this shit. Like, can you not pay for the rights so that people can stream it? You can charge a yeah. premium. Like, they could charge a premium ticket that says, "Hey, you you want to watch all the Oscar things? We're gonna make everything that's nominated. We're gonna make it available for you. You pay this one price." And you can you'll have access to the entire library of everything that's being nominated, if you care. Yeah, especially with like the shorts and stuff like that. Obviously, they have the Oscar shorts. Um, like the they they do have those in theaters. They have them all compiled into one for animated live action and documentary. Yeah. Um, but most of the document I'm surprised that most because typically most of the documentaries are all available by now. But with, there's only two right now. One one another one's coming on the way. So that's interesting. Um, but yeah, especially with the foreign films as well, I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork involved, but if you know it's being nominated by, it would be nice before the Oscars to have them available. So if people do want to watch it, like you said, and actually care and want to tune into it to see what wins because you actually watched it, well, that's a bonus. Yeah. If you not make it, if you don't make it accessible, then people will care less. If you want people to care, make it easier for them. Don't make it, don't make it a fucking pro. It shouldn't be a project. Like this is just a thankfully this is just a project that you enjoy doing because every year you do all this work to find the links to all, where all the shorts are where but you, it's yeah. like you have to hunt you have to hunt down to put all this shit together it's not something yes. that's just that they should just have readily available for us yeah and honestly the the vast majority only care about the best pictures so they're just gonna go. Like the the AMC Regals and some of the other theaters, they do have the you know they bring back some of those movies that are available and they put in the theater so you can watch it there. So there's that. Thank you. But at this point, most of these best picture movies are available either streaming or on demand or again in theaters. 
Um, so, but I mean, we can do a little bit more work to get some of the other stuff available as well. Yeah, come on. So, yeah. But anyway, Ernesto, remind our lovely listeners what they can look forward to next week. So next week, that's this is you know that's Matt. You're making an assumption because you're assuming that everyone listened to the entire episode because I'm sure <laughs> that there's a few people who just skipped to to the end to listen to the thing right. review and now they're here. So they may not even know what movie we picked. But in case you don't know, the movie we picked in our newly created segment, (laughs) uh, New to Streaming Roulette, Roulette. where we we looked at New to Streaming and we just randomly picked one on a a generator online and we just picked whatever movie. We just randomly picked one. Because you know what? Let's every now and then it's nice to see what else, what new shit they got coming out. Is it Very good? True. Is it good enough? Because there is a lot of past. There's a lot of stuff that's past tense that's just as good, and there always will be, because there's stuff mm-hmm. that we miss, or it's just stuff that you know. There's so much stuff that just slips underneath the radar. But Matt, you put a lot of work into letting letting our fans know what is new to streaming. So it's only that we pay it its respect. So <laughs> well, this month, it. this month we're gonna try it out. So we're going to see what happens. So that's going to be – it's starring Jonah Hill. It's Eddie Murphy. A newsflash. Uh, Matt already knows. I already saw it. But I'm willing to watch it again. So I look forward I mean, to talking about it next week. Okay. Uh, you don't have to watch it again. I mean, if you remember what – I mean, you could watch it again. Or are you going to watch it under a different light because we are doing a review on it? Yeah. Because, you know, like I told you, when we watch it, when we're going to review a film – that's a different hat that I have to put on than when something oh, that I'm okay. just enjoying. Like now, see now you're now you're at being now I'm being asked to analyze this film. Well, that's the that's oh, a okay. that's a different thing. That's a Understood. different that's a different Ernesto than the one <laughs> who just sits down and watches shit. Like the the one the one that's in what you watching. That's that's one Ernesto. The other, but the spoiler review of the week. That's a different Ernesto. Yeah, that, that, that's a totally different person. <laughs> uh, but yes, you people on Netflix, starring Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. I, I'm, I'm interested. I mean, especially Eddie Murphy. I feel like, you know, this is the first movie that he's done that's not attached to a franchise that he's done in a while. Yeah. So I'm interested to see his performance as well as compared to Jonah Hill. Because, <laughs> like, that's what I'm, I think them two together, two comedians, that's, I'm, I'm interested in that as well. Um, but yeah, we will dive into all of that next week. Uh, we like to thank everyone each and every. We like to thank everyone for coming to listen to us each and every week. Really do appreciate it. If you want more from us, you can always find us on our social media channels on Instagram at box office underscore bingers and on our Facebook and TikTok page at box office bingers. Like Ernesto mentioned, you can find what's new to streaming. At the beginning of the month, I post what is new to streaming on all the available platforms and it gives you just a variety of what's out there because I know it's hard to figure out like what's new and what it's hard to keep up with. We compile all that information together and we give it a much easier place to do that. All the work is done for you. So you can just go on there, pick at something and watch it and enjoy it. Um, but yes, come back next week for more movie fun. I promise you, you won't forget it. And for that, I've been your host, Matt Diaz. Ben Ernesto Santos. See ya.